Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. On Monday, the Midwest power grid operator approved a proposal that represents the largest investment of regional transmission projects ever in the U.S. The Mid-Continent Independent System Operator, also known as MISO, is investing $10.3 billion to accomplish two things, relieving congestion on the transmission network that stretches from Canada to the Gulf of Mexico, while also clearing the way for dozens of gigawatts of clean energy to be built. So today, we check in with Politico's Catherine Morehouse to understand the details of this plan how Midwest state regulators and utilities are reacting, and what this means for the rest of the nation's power grid and President Joe Biden's climate goals. It's Wednesday, July 27th. So Kat, the Midwest power grid operator has approved a proposal that represents the largest investment of regional transmission projects in the U.S. So can you break down for us this decision and why it's such a big deal for getting lots of clean energy on the grid? Yeah, so what this proposal does is it basically greenlights 18 transmission projects across the Midwest, which represents a $10.3 billion investment that's expected to unlock 53 gigawatts of renewables and storage and hybrid projects. And there's also expected to be a significant return on investment there. So essentially expected to more than double the investment spent in terms of economic benefit. So it's a really big deal and something that folks have been waiting for for a long time. And so the projects, though, won't be operational for a long time. You report late this decade. What does that tell us about the challenge of President Biden actually meeting his target of a decarbonized power grid And what do clean energy proponents tell you about how to navigate those long lead times? Right. So as we know, transmission is really a central piece of the Biden administration's goal to decarbonize the power grid in the next 13 years, which, as we know, puts the grid at the center of the wider aim to decarbonize the whole economy by mid-century. But building transmission is really hard. It takes a long time. There are a lot of hoops to jump through lots of permitting and all that kind of thing. So clean energy advocates kind of say, you know, this is a reminder that approving these projects today means that they won't get built for a while still. And so that just kind of ups the urgency to approve these projects and get this part of the process figured out now so that the grid can be ready for that high level of renewable energy that we're expecting in the next decade. For sure. And We also know these transmission projects you're reporting on also require state approval, and that step has stimmied transmission projects in the past. So is there a chance that these projects, too, get hung up and not approved? What I've heard is this whole process of approving these lines also included a lot of input from state regulators and utilities, and those folks are supportive. You have kind of tacit support from state regulators, and utilities also recognize that these lines are needed to achieve their clean energy goals. And in some states, utilities are given an automatic right to build these lines so they can reap profits pretty quickly. 
But at the same time, you know, there are unforeseen hurdles with these kinds of projects. One example I was given is there's a line that's proposed to connect Iowa and Wisconsin that was first approved as part of a similar MISO portfolio about a decade ago. But it still isn't built because its path would put it through a wildlife refuge. So those are the kind of conflicts that could conceivably pop up over time as we see these projects move forward. Right. And while this MISO project is making progress, the grid operator still hasn't given the thumbs up to any new large transmission in its gas and coal-rich southeast region, as you report. So why is that? Yeah, it's a very different story in the southeast in terms of support from state regulators and from the region's main utility This has been a fight for a number of years, ever since the utility energy joined the region, actually creating the southern part of the region back about a decade ago. And advocates essentially have wanted for years to see this market connected to other parts of the MISO region or just with even neighboring regions, just to improve reliability, share power a little bit more and relieve congestion. But doing that is not necessarily in the utility's best interest. Sharing power with other utilities, for instance, kind of cuts into its business model. And the utility has also said, we're worried about the cost constraints and we're worried about the high price tag of some of these really large transmission lines. That'll certainly be a region to watch in terms of transmission development in the next few years. Also, on Tuesday, the Department of Energy announced that it will sell up to 20 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. The move is the latest release under President Joe Biden's plan to add a million barrels a day of SPR oil to the U.S. market to fight high gasoline and diesel prices. DOE plans to deliver the oil from mid-September until October 21, 2022. For context, According to data from the American Automobile Association, U.S. retail gasoline prices have fallen steadily from a high in early June at just over $5 a gallon to an average of $4.33 a gallon on Tuesday. But prices still remain $1.17 higher than a year ago. For more news on energy and environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is exploring ways to expand their hydrogen fuel production to help make heavy-duty transport lower carbon? Find out more at chevron.co slash hydrogen fuel.